Lucky 13 for the Dodgers. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to on deck right here on the line star app it is me it's casey bubba and it's you and we are breaking down the dfs slate for today for thursday and all of your major league baseball glory we've got a lot to recap from last night's games the good the bad and the ugly we've also got a look ahead of today's slate as well as a little dfs theory that i want to drop to everybody something uh we did on the show last year quite a bit and I did it last night in some lineups, and it really worked. And I want everybody else out there to be doing it as well, to join in the success. But Bubba, another fun night of baseball. That's right, baseball. We actually have baseball. And and it looks like we can still have extra innings, even with somebody on second base, because the Dodgers and Astros went 13 innings. So there you go, everybody. You got your extra innings back. Are you happy now? <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun, wasn't it? So much fun. Just don't, don't use any strategy. Just, just play the game and see what happens. We go 13 innings still. Yeah, there you go. Just play the game. No strategy from Dusty Baker. Uh, just just play the game. <laughs> Try to figure it out. You know, it's nice to see strategy in baseball, by the way. I know they did a breakdown on MLB Network about it, and uh, and it was actually good. It was like, yes, I, I, I noticed this too. It's why I like this rule. I know a lot of people saying, no, it's stupid. You know what? No, I don't need 16, 17 inning games. I don't need teams being destroyed uh, for the rest of a week after one of those kind of games. I just don't need it. I don't want it. It's not good for fantasy. It's not good for reality. Uh, and uh, look, it, it ended in 13, so that's reasonable. So you still get the 13-inning game. No matter how much you try, you can never peg baseball in a hole. Now, one thing we did peg yesterday, by the way, Brandon Woodruff, good game. Mm-hmm. Oh, the GPP arm of the night was very, very good. Uh, we were all over Woodruff. Uh, you know, I got a little discouraged there for a little bit, Bob. I got to be honest with you because Lynn Bloom's back upset me. Hauser was as good as I wanted to be. And I said, nope, I'm going to triple down. I'm going to go with Woodruff tonight. And and sure enough, we finally hit there. Also, we hit with Garrett Cole, which is easy. But again, we kind of, you know, Scherzer was good too. But Garrett Cole and Scherzer and DeGrom, when you have a lot of big names, it's important to pick the right one. Because you got to make sure that you get the guy who's going to give you the most points for the big premium price. And unfortunately for Jacob deGrom, he plays for the Mets, which is always uh, an albatross around (laughs) his neck. Uh, But this is something I did last night, Bubba. And I took cash game lineups and I put them in big tournaments. And they cashed everywhere. Uh, I had a Garrett Cole lineup that had 150 fan duel points last night. And it cashed everywhere in every big tournament. And this is um, this is the point that I'm trying to make. And I did this last year. The bigger the tournament, if you play a really good cash and I mean a solid one, like I got, you know, I had Michael Franco in this, but it also had, you know, a lot of names that we talked about yesterday. Keston Hura. It had, um, let's see, Aaron Hicks is a guy we talked about yesterday. Stanton McNeil. So basically it was the Yankee stack with Cole and then the kind of hitters that Bubba and I like to target. And wouldn't you know it, you know, it's a good enough line. It's going to cash. Is it going to win the tournament? Probably not but it's going to cash in it. And it's funny because big tournaments shy people away and the multi-entry sometimes, but it's everybody's trying to be so strange sometimes above, but what you get is so much dead weight lineups. And this is especially true on the FanDuel side. I don't know as much on the DK side. I've noticed this Bubba. And I don't know if you've done this as well, but 
Chris and I last year on the show had a lot of success doing this. And I want to encourage everybody out there to do it. If you have a good cash game lineup that you like, drop it into a big tournament because it, you know what? Chalk is not as bad as everybody mm-hmm. wants to make it out to be. Sometimes you outthink yourself. A hundred percent. I'm glad you're bringing this up because it's a strategy that I've employed uh, in with golf, with some of the golf stuff I do. Same thing. People try to get too, too creative, too cute. Uh, there's such thing called good chalk. There's so much good analysis out in the world these days that there's a reason that some guys are chalk is because they're that good. So just fading them is not always the right move to make there. So I think it's a very good philosophy. It's like the golden rule, no matter what you do, if you build a cash lineup, put it in some tournament somewhere, just because you never know what it's going to do. I think there's a lot to be said about that. It might not ever win it, like you said, because usually you do have to be a little goofy to win it. You have to hit some random things, but to, to cash or even cash pretty well, you can do that very well with cash lineups. Not all the time, but more often than not, if you just want a steady flow of green screens, cash lineups will go a long way. So I think that's a very, very good point there. And uh, that's why I emphasize with the pitching, on, especially on two-pitcher sites like DraftKings, just take the two guys that you're really, really confident in, take the variance with the bats. You can do that with cash games and, and be very successful. All right, let's uh, do a quick fly around of last night, too. Besides Woodruff, who was very good, uh, Michael Franco continues to be hot. So does Keston Hira. Uh, certainly some good things there. Uh, the Yankees pound on the Orioles as we expected them to. So a lot of, uh, a lot of things that we expected did happen. Indeed. We also saw Nate Pearson make his debut. Giolito got back on track, which was very important. I think we can all agree on that. Mustakas got back on track too, which is very positive. Uh, and again, the, my Mets are inept, but what else is new? You don't need this, but look at your giants, Bubba. Put up my seven goodness. runs. Whoa. That's that. That should keep them for the rest of the week. Right. Yeah, seven <laughs> runs, so they're they're done for the week. They have four home runs in one game, so they're done for that for the week. So, yeah, just, just play the Nelson Lamette tonight. Just walk away. <laughs> Walking away. That's what Bubba wants to do. All right, so let's get after it and look, look at today. We've got uh, a shorter slate, but lots of games nonetheless. Let's start again with the Orioles and the Yankees. We're finally going to get that J-Hap start. I know you've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> once again with the Yankees, Glaber Torres is cheap, 3.1. On FanDuel, DJ LeMayu, 3.3. Aaron Judge went yard last night. You got to pay for him at 4-1. But look, Hicks, 2.4 again. I used him last night. I would definitely, definitely go back to that well again. Hit in that five hole today, especially, you know, against, look, I, I like John Means. There's nothing against John Means here. But, you know, it's just, look, first start back there. He's not going to be long for this game. As far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going you know, to attack this game once again. I don't care if it's chalk. There's going to be runs, and if it's wrong, then I don't want to be right. Uh, over on the DK side of this game, too, uh, look, Jay Happ is 10.4. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Sorry. Like, oh, I don't know how that happened, but that's just absurd. Like, I get it. I get it. They're favored, but still, I don't know if I have that kind of confidence in Jay Happ. And uh, you do have to pay a bigger variance, too. I mean, you're talking about Stanton at 5.5, Gleyber Torres at 5.1. You look at the Torres price on DK compared to FanDuel, Bubba, it's not even close. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, the Fandle definitely favors the Yankee side of the action, like you mentioned, uh, especially the Hicks call. But on DraftKings, LeMahieu at 44 seems like almost a must play, especially in cash, let alone with some Yankees action in that one. The rest of the Yankees are pretty pricey, as you mentioned. But one uh, thing I will mention in this game is J.A. Happ is J.A. Happ. I get it. If you want to be sneaky in a multi-entry, the Orioles are a very good player. They, they can hit uh, lefties very well with Nunez and... Uh, um, with um, just blanked on Alberto, Hanser Alberto hits him very well. Austin Hayes, they could be a very low-owned little GPP chunk if you want to get different. 
well, I love Austin Hayes at the top of 2.5 on FanDuel. You got to pay for on DK, though, again, 4.2 for Hayes. Like Alberto, you're getting a discount at 3.6. That's yep. cool. I'll roll with that. But I don't like the other one. Like it's, a, you know, on the uh, FanDuel side, I think is more of a Baltimore oppo play than it is on mm-hmm. DK because it just like I, I, there's not enough upside there for me at that price. But on FanDuel, there definitely is. That I would look yeah. for. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one here. 707. You got the uh, Martin Perez Red Sox against the Steven Matz Mets. Matz is 7.8. Perez is 6.1. That's the FanDuel pricing on DK. Matz is 8.1. Perez is 6. Uh, look, uh, tonight, J.D. Martinez against the lefty is 5-1 on DK. I love Martinez, though, on FanDuel, where he is just 3.9. He doesn't even crack 4. And this is a great matchup for him against the lefty, Mats. I love this matchup. If I'm going to pay up for a bat tonight, he's my guy. Uh, McNeil's been very solid, too. This is another guy on the other side of this game, just still under 3K on FanDuel, which is it's just free points, man. I mean, the guy is a really good baseball player. He puts the ball in play. He has a little pop. He's going to hit doubles. He's going to score runs. He's one of those kind of dudes. I was bummed yesterday because J.D. Davis was out of the lineup. He did get in as a pinch hitter later. But we were all over that yesterday. Would you go back down to that? Well, again, today, a 2.4 for J.D. against Perez. 100%. I love J.D. Davis today. You know, batting cleanup likely for the Mets, 2.4 on Vandal, 3.7 on DK, still very affordable. I love the price on J.D. Davis today. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, I I still can't get with Cespedes. I I just, I don't know. They just, it's something about watching him play. I just, (laughs) it does not excite me. Right now, maybe I'm just old and cranky, which is true, which is definitely <laughs> true. Uh, we're trying to look for a little value on the DK side. Um, it, it's tough. You got Pilar in this lineup hitting fifth, probably um, at 3K from, on DraftKings. I think that's – if I'm looking here on the other side of this game on DraftKings for the Red Sox, I think it's Pilar at three. Uh, I think it's Chavis at 2.3. You yeah. know, it's funny to see Benintendi at bottom of the order. Like, I – you know, I feel like how the mighty have fallen with Andrew Benedendi. Yeah. Like, this guy was supposed to be one of these can't-miss guys. And I always thought he was good, but not great. I thought he got a little overhyped because of where he was playing, which is in Boston. Which, you know, I mean, Boston, Yankees, all those prospects always, you know, have a little bit of a premium on them. Maybe sometimes unfairly. But it's just kind of funny to see him, like, hitting at the bottom of the order. But you know what? I'll take the bottom of the order tonight with Chavis. I'll take it. With uh, with Kevin Pillar at five, I think that's those are two spots where I would pick my spots there. Would you be paying up on DraftKings for JD tonight, or is it impossible at five one? If you're stacking, yes, one off, no, it's not impossible because the, you can get some good pitchers in the eight and seven K range tonight, so you can definitely do it. But he he needs to be a part of a stack, and I'm not sure I want to completely stack against Mats. I like the Mets side of it, but the Red Sox wise, it's a little trickier. All right, let's move on here. You got a great pitching matchup today. Shane Bieber, 9.8 on DK. Berrios, 10.2. Got Indians and Twins. This is what we've, you know, been waiting for these these teams to match up here. This is very exciting stuff. I'm very excited about it because the Indians pitching has been great. They're the only team to have all five starters go six innings so far. So let's not discount that and how important that's been for the Indians' success early on. And the Twins are basically just pummeling teams into oblivion. And, you know, everybody like Homer Bailey looks good. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, you know, he's like, hey, if I get a seven run cushion, I could probably go out there and pitch for the Twins. Uh, but this is a tough one because we always talk about this when you can see four outcomes that becomes very dicey unless you are a big time multi entry player and you're going to cover all four of them. And I don't think everybody is. And I, I, we always talk about that on the show. If you are. And you've got that kind of bankroll. Maybe you're the person who decided, you know what, I'm not doing any season long this year. 
I'm going to put it all on the daily. Then this is a night for you, and this is the game. Um, yep. But but how would you approach this? Because this is definitely one of those four com- four outcome kind of ball games. This is one of those with Cleveland because Barrios was so off his last time out, and we saw little stretches of that even last year. Cleveland is a very very intriguing multi entry stack, especially on DraftKings where they're affordable. J Rams cheap, Lindor's cheap, a lot cheaper than they usually are. Uh, Carlos Santana's cheap. You can get the middle of that Indians lineup very very affordable. And they're not too bad on um, FanDuel either. You know, Santana's 3,100. You go below that with uh, some of these other guys. Cesar Hernandez leading off at 27. And then some of the cheaper twins are there as well with Rosario and Kepler on FanDuel. If you want to, you can. I, I like Bieber a lot more than Barrios in this matchup. But uh, the Indians, especially on DraftKings, could be one of those kind of affordable ones. You can mix them with the Yankees or the Mets a little bit and have some fun if you're multi-entering. But, yeah, it's one of those four-outcome games that really tough. You can easily see like a one nothing Indians game or something. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you this. It's surprisingly good on DK, uh, especially considering Barrios was not great the first time out. I would definitely consider Lindor at 4-2, Santana at 3-5. Yeah. Um, Ram at 4-2. Yeah, I mean, if, even for Amiel at 3-5, Domingo Santana's mm-hmm. 2-8. Um, so there's a lot of value there. Hernandez at the top. Like, this is actually – there's a lot of yeah. value here on this game on the Indian side, on DraftKings specifically. And, again, mm-hmm. this is how we break the show down every – and the slate down every day on the show is we're trying to attack the – different teams and the different sites and the different ways it's it's not about running down a position and telling you this is our favorite shortstop of the night that's dumb that's not an approach it's not going to help you win what's going to help you win is understanding the variance between what's going on what's a good play where and when and how and what kind of contest so that's what we like to do look the the twins are always uh you know in a position to go off here we know that but it is difficult because bieber has been so good. Would you be throwing Bieber out there in cash games at 10-7 as your lone pitcher on FanDuel tonight, though? No, only only GPPs for Bieber, but just because it is the Twins, you have to respect him a little bit. I understand using him, but not in cash. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there, too. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, the Rays. You got uh, Yarborough starting things off here at 6.7 against Max Freed, 7-7 over on FanDuel on the DraftKings side. Uh, and Freed is 8-9. I really like Max Freed tonight. At home in Atlanta, familiar mound. Uh, he's a guy who can strike out guys. You know, the, look, the Rays lineup is is a punch and Judy kind of lineup when, especially when there's no Austin Meadows in it. So I like Max Freed tonight a lot. He is my favorite standalone FanDuel GPP arm of the night. I don't care how owned it is, I like it. Seven seven, that's the dude for me. Um, also, when you're looking at Marcel Zuna at three five, you're looking at Ozzy Albies at three five too. Those are two very good values on FanDuel if you want to get into this game a little bit deeper. Uh, what are your thoughts on Freed and the Rays and, and Braves tonight? I like Freed for GPP. He's not, one of, he's not my top GPP play, but I understand exactly what you're talking about. So I, I can go that direction, uh, especially at home against a, a, a team with, you know, Renfro's got some thump and a lot of swing and miss, a lot of lefties in that uh, Rays lineup. But Dansby Swanson at 3000 is very, very affordable against Yarborough. He's, and he's swinging a very, very hot bat. If you want to ride streaks, Swanson's a guy to target hit in the middle of that Braves order right now against the lefty, so there's value there. Other than that, uh, like Austin Riley at 23 on DK, and then don't forget Travis Darnold's back. I'm not usually a, a catcher player on FanDuel, but if you want to get uh, stack up on the, the the Braves for cheap, he's 2300. No, it's a good night to do that. Actually, like that, this is one of those nights where you're looking at the board and it's actually pretty good because it's not a full slate of games, so you can get a little weird like that sometimes. All right, let's move to the next one here. You got Brady Singer making his second start, six point eight K over on DraftKings. That makes him very appealing in my world yep. as a secondary arm. Are you mm-hmm. with me on this one? Hundred mm-hmm, percent. He's, yeah, he's going to probably be very chalky, and this is one of those chalk pieces that 
even in cash, I can justify Singer at 68, and that opens up so many bats for you. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that one. Whit Merrifield has been red hot. You have to pay up for him, though. It's uh, 4.1, but he's got Ivan Nova on the mound for yep. Detroit tonight. So guess what? It's going to be lots of Royals again. Uh, yep. 3.6 for Jorge Soler. Mondesi's been terrible to start the year. Uh, but still like thirty three hundred. But Ooh. still thirty, like, and then that's the thing. Like I start looking at, I'm like, all right, well, it's the guy's not going to hit a buck fifty the rest of the season. Exactly. Uh, I'll do you one better. Two point six on Fanduel for, for Salvi. Oh, I wow. mean, two point six free square market. Look, last night I was rolling with Michael Franco. Guess what? I'm going to do it again today. Give me Michael Franco. Give me Mondesi, Soler, Whitmerfield. Give me everybody. I want the Royals. I don't care if it doesn't work. I got to have a Royals lineup tonight. I just, it's Avon Nova. I got to have it. I want it, Bubba. And look, Whit Merrifield, 3.3 on FanDuel. That price, again, price variance. It tells you at 4.1, Whit Merrifield is a really, really valued player on DK. He mm-hmm. is still valued, but at 3.3 is a big difference in terms of where that is and how you can fit it to lineups. And I think Whit Merrifield tonight's a great play. And Solaire is, look, you know, uh, I don't know if he's ever going to match what he did last year. But he's better than what he's shown so far. I think we can agree on that, right? Agreed. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. And then uh, uh, your cash, your cash game catcher, Salvi Perez at twenty six on DK. Just <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's and that is so weird on DraftKings yep. to see two point six. You Horrible. know. Yeah. Uh, just just go do it. So they're like catchers mm-hmm. tonight. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yep. That's your one catcher. Like he was yesterday. He was twenty eight. I think he was eighty percent on in cash games, and that was too low. Like you just play him at that price, no matter what he does. Yeah, I would agree. All right, the uh, next one here, you got the Mariners and Marco Gonzalez against Dylan Bundy. Uh, Dylan Bundy at 8.2 on FanDuel on DraftKings. Guess what? Same price. Everybody was copying each other's test. 8.2 <laughs> there as well. So give me your Dylan Bundy two cents because I know you've got them, and I want you to spend them here in the program for all the listeners. I get the, I'll give you all two cents, not just one. Uh, Dylan Bundy, I, I'm a big fan of him. We saw the pitch mix change a little bit towards the end of the year last year at Baltimore. Goes to Anaheim where they utilize it even more. And the pitch mix change is a, a much heavier slider use away from the batting practice fastball. But it makes that fastball much more effective, obviously, when you're throwing that slide piece a lot. And he did a, a ton in his first outing. It was very, very effective. Now he gets a Mariners team with a young Mariners team that's very productive, but also an aggressive young Mariners team that has a lot of swing and miss in it. So I think uh, Dylan Buddy has a ton of upside in this matchup. Going up against Marco Gonzalez gives him some nice win equity as well at home. With, you know, a team that's starting to hit better with Rendon coming back. Atani went yard last night. I do like Dylan Bundy tonight. Maybe more so on DK than on uh, FanDuel, but both very, very good prices. Obviously. Would you put Bundy and Singer together? Oh, yeah. No, I I, I have four pitchers tonight. Those are two of them on DK. Yeah, because that, that's what it looks like for me. Because if, if you do Singer and Bundy together on DK, yep. you can basically then have, yeah, you can have everything else you want uh, that's really, mm-hmm. you know, responsible. And again, it's not always big names. I mean, don't don't confuse that and conflate that. What yep. we're talking about too is the right plays and the right guys. And some you have to pay, and some you don't. We've already talked about that. Yep. Like Aaron Hicks's price is absurd. Yep. You know, Sal Perez's price is absurd, and they're still good plays tonight. Yeah, and it's and it's, it's a good thing you mentioned there because uh, Lionstar puts out the optimal lineups every night. Obviously, that's not the winning lineups. We want to clarify that. But the optimals, like last uh, two nights ago, the optimal lineup left almost nine k on the table because pricing so goofy. You don't. I'm not saying leave 9K, but if you want to, you know, leave a thousand bucks on the table because your lineup is very solid, that's fine. That means taking cheaper pitchers and getting bats and still having money left over. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, and speaking of which, uh, looking at the value plays on Line Star right now for today's slate, Aaron Hicks, <laughs> boom, yeah. at the yeah. top of the thing. Uh, and Brandon Nimmo, too, another one, too. Even though it's a lefty-lefty matchup, they still like him quite a bit uh, in terms of what the value projection might be. And guess what? J.D. Davis shows up as well. So, you know, it's Martin Perez is very, very hittable. All right, we got two more games here on the late slate. So, again, if, if you want to isolate two, you can with Dylan Bundy. If you want to try to, like, take a little variance out of it, that's cool. Uh, we do have some other names here in the pitching slate that definitely I think I think I know the the guy the bubble likes in cash, and I think I, I, I'm I the same way. It's going to be in our last game, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's Ross Stripling at 8.4 over on FanDuel against Robbie Ray at 7.9. And on the DK side of this game, Robbie Ray's just 7.1, 8.4 for the Dodgers. Do, do you take any, um, I don't know, is there anything to be said for the come down from the Astros series emotionally <laughs> a little bit and Robbie Ray catching him napping at home? I think there's definitely something to that. I think Robbie Ray is an intriguing $7,100 GPP play on DraftKings. Uh, he's really your alternate, because, right? When you're, when you're yeah. like, if you're doing Bundy and you have Singer, he's the alternate flip with with Singer, right? Because it's only a three hundred dollar difference. Because they traveled last night, big emotional series. Ray is actually a good pitcher. He's just a control thing. If he can find the zone, it's, he's not a bad arm that could put up some points at that price point. Yeah, uh, I, I like this. This is the, the Oppo play of the night is Robbie Ray at home mm-hmm. against the Dodgers because the ownership's going to be super low. And the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and that's all fair. But I just, you know, it's like football. You know, sometimes just let down games. You know, you have all this yep. emotion going on in the series. Same thing happens in baseball, too. And Robbie Ray is like the last thing I think you want to run into. Um, boy, Ketel Marte at 5K at the top of this order, too, on DraftKings. But he's just 3.3. That's a little tastier over there. Oh, my goodness. Give me Ketel Marte tonight at home. Uh, I like this play. Yeah, he might be a lock. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys, you know, I have those lock guys every day. I'm like, that guy's a lock. Like every lineup's going to have this guy, this guy, and that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, and you move the pieces, and that's good. That's the core building stuff. Um, all right, last but not least, Denelson Lamette, 9.2 on FanDuel, standalone Darn pitcher. Him. There we go. I'm with you. This was my pick, too, on the TV show today at noon when I would go talk about DFS. Um, I-, I love this play. Big strikeout upside. He's going against Kevin Gossman. I know the Giants scored seven runs last night, so what are the chances they're going to put up back-to-back nights? It's possible, unlikely. Uh, Manny Machado still just 3K. Trent Grisham at 2.5. Um, you could do a little stack in here. You could take Tatis at the top or Fam at the end of this little stack here and go three in a row. You know, I don't love the bottom of this order. You know, even though Myers had a good day the other day, I'm just I'm still not enamored with the the second half of the Padres lineup. But I am enamored with Lamette today, and from all of your your sounds it sounds like you are as well and he's the same price over on dk too which is again yeah. kind of surprising we're copying each other's tests again <laughs> yeah they got lazy on this one but uh yeah play them at, that's just one of those even even though the giants scored seven runs five of those were in four innings off their bullpen uh paddock went five innings gave it two runs so there's there's something to be said about that Lamette will be just fine and then you mentioned those padres bats you know tatis but machado's swinging a well too cheap on FanDuel. i love grisham he had a three on bomb last night 2500 on FanDuel is still cheap at like 38 on DK, which I think is very, very affordable, one of those type of plays. Uh, I don't mind Will Myers, especially on DK at 36. FanDuel at 32 is a little much, but on DK, I don't hate it. But yeah, this uh, this Padres team, you can stack them up, but most importantly, like you said, play Lamette. Yeah, uh, look, there we gave you some really good options tonight. We got Freed, Lamette, Bundy, Singer. This is, you know, basically where we're thinking. You see, we're kind of fading away from the the Berrios Bieber matchup. So this is your approach tonight. This is our approach tonight. Let's get in there together. Let's win some cash. And Robbie Ray is the oppo play tonight. Let me tell you, I think I think 
that is your multi-entry GPP play of the night is getting Robbie Ray isolated there because uh, could see a big game from him. It's just one of those things. All right, it's that time again. If you want to win some swag, you can retweet this segment, but it is time to call our home run shot right here on On Deck. So, Bubba, who you got tonight? Who is leaving the yard for Casey Bubba? Aaron Judge is leaving the yard tonight. I know it's the easy play, but we're going Aaron Judge. Yeah, I'm gonna go easy too tonight. I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go with JD Martinez there against the lefty uh, Stephen Matz. Uh, I think he's got one in him. Uh, JD mm-hmm. Martinez has been just incredible over the last few years, and uh, I, I think it's time for JD to start getting hot here as this season goes on. So there you have it, Aaron Judge, JD Martinez, lock it up. Yeah, we went with two big stars tonight, but that's okay. Sometimes it's the right thing, and again, you know, it's all about winning. That's what we want to do here. So. Uh, if you like to win, make sure you are subscribing to the On Deck podcast and make sure you're checking out the LineStar app uh, over at linestarapp.com. And of course, you can upgrade to that premium product so you can see all the fun things that we see when we prepare for our show here on a daily basis. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at LineStarMLB, at LineStarApp, at CaseyBubba, and at JoePizzaPia17. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For CaseyBubba, I'm Joey P. There's nothing left to do now except step into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and KC Bubba.